Welcome to Outwit, Outplay, Outpod, the podcast where fire takes represent your life. I'm Isaac. I'm Kayla. And we're here to talk about Survivor Season 44, Episode 10, Full Tilt Boogie. Kayla, the tribe has spoken, but we have not. What is your fire take from this week's episode? So... I'll get into my fire take, but I do want to talk about Full Tilt Boogie. I know. What is that? You didn't hear it? I don't know what he was saying. Oh, yeah. Jeff is... Jeff was feeling his oats this episode. Full Tilt Boogie is not an expression I've ever heard before. Okay, that's the question I was asking. I was like, is this something that was on the Soul Train? Like, what's going on? He also said Full Tilt Boogie is like Club Condo. Do you know what Club Condo is? I was lost. I googled it. These are obscure pop culture references. And everyone was kind of like, yeah, full tilt boogie, like really going along with it. And I was like, am I the only one out here in the Survivor Mist? I think Franny bailed him out because she was like, Jeff, would you say that after I downed a few margaritas, I was going full tilt boogie at the sanctuary? And he was like, yes, yes Franny, absolutely. you're going full tilt. And then, then it got a laugh. But yeah, Franny, which we talked about like, potential hosts of Survivor, you named Franny. And honestly, she was like... She was here to catch his catch his banter fumble. Yeah, totally. Okay, that's not my fire take, but I, I had to address it up top because yeah. I was like, I love the episode title. I have no idea what it means. My fire take of the episode is that family letters are actually really boring and I wish we could cut them out altogether and instead replace them. With the family visit. Let's bring back the family visit. I don't care about the production budgets. I want that family member on the island for precisely six hours until they get boated back to Ponderosa. So much more interesting. I love when relatives stand next to each other and I from my couch can go, oh my god, they look just alike. Which Obviously, I like seeing them hug and embrace and do their little jokes. It just doesn't carry through the letter. Instead, you just get like a couple takes of some dirty people weeping. Not how, what I want. How would you feel about a middle ground of like video messages? I didn't they do that? I think they did one season. Yeah. Recently, since Survivor yeah. Forty One, and they did that. And I, you know what? I think that solves a lot of what I personally am looking for. These letters are just so boring for the viewer. And let's be real, we took a lot of the moms this episode which we'll talk to, and their kids, like, I don't think Lauren's kids even wrote anything. We didn't even see anything about that. And I was like, no, they're she... babies. I don't even think that they're really putting pen to paper. Like, we expect them to. Yeah, I agree. And even as someone who, like, I'm... Survivor can get me in my emotions. It's capable of doing it. But the letters are just too static a medium. I think it's also... I think, yeah, I think it's budget is their reason. And also timing, like, video messages, I guess, take cut into the episode. But all the more reason, like, Survivor needs to evolve. This is not my fire take either. <laughs> Survivor needs to evolve from, like, a show on a cable network to just, like, a sprawling content universe. So yes. we can get things and, like, not every decision is on the basis of can this fit in a... 42 minute episode with ads i want a multimedia survivor experience yeah 100 percent. the survivor metaverse needs to happen um okay my fire take this week is about reward challenges specifically on reward challenges where an individual is picking people to join them the person who won the challenge should get some advantage in addition to the players who they choose to join them Mm. like Jeff kind of asks at tribal leading into this he says 
you could argue that it's better to be chosen to go on this reward than to do the choosing. And he's totally right. That's absolutely like, true. I think with this particular cast, they're all players and they just, it just sort of rolls off their backs. Like no one's harboring huge grudges because they're excluded from a reward. But Franny should get something for the fact that she won a challenge and it should be like an advantage in the next immunity challenge, maybe a clue to an advantage or something. An extra plate of ribs. Yeah, right, right. Everyone has to like watch her eat for 15 minutes before they can start. Yeah, something. Because I think that winning reward challenges is often more of a liability than it is a benefit. And I think something's wrong with that picture. Like you shouldn't have to say, should I throw this challenge because so that I'm I be don't put... have to pick? Yeah, yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I see what you're saying. I think this is just one. I think this particular reward challenge is more of like the double-sided advantage where it's like you can take the advantage but it's going to have you're gonna have some cross to bear and I feel like this before advantages this served the rhetorical device as the advantage but now that we have the advantages we could totally do what you want and make yeah. it a little sweeter yeah okay I'll keep marinating on that fire take because it is kind of interesting that the fact that like you can win something but there's like a cost and you know and a benefit to it um okay well with that why don't we get into the recap of this week's episode Kayla let's do it after tribal Franny and Lauren are deeply confused by the cane boat and try and get their bearings Carson runs over to grab Jamie, tricks her into thinking Kane wasn't trustworthy the whole time, and then laughs because he won't be able to say anything about it from the jury. At the reward challenge, Franny turns into another dominant performance and chooses Carolyn, Lauren, and Heidi, the moms, to join her. There are many teary eyes at the sanctuary where the castaways read the letters from home and plot to vote out Danny. Back at camp, Jamie comes clean about her idol, but no one believes her. Carson then goes on to win the immunity challenge, speeding through that puzzle, which we know he 3D printed. Then back at camp, three plans start to shake, start to take shape. One, vote out Danny. Two, vote out Heidi. Or three, vote out Franny. And sadly for my bracket, Franny's torch is snuffed. So before we dive into our analysis of this week's episode, which I thought was a return to form, it was a compelling one, um, a little housekeeping for the pod. Kayla, are you aware that we have a listener from a new country? Woo! New country alert! Yeah, so as listeners know, we have a U.S. audience. That's sort of the main one. <laughs> I would say most. Yeah. Um, and we also have some presence in the UK and Australia, and I assume word of mouth is just sort of like getting off the starting blocks here as it spreads through those countries. We have a third country. How about we do it like this? You can ask me three yes or no questions to try to get to a guess. Have you been to this country? I have not. So Listeners, what a useless question because I actually couldn't tell you what countries my co-host has or hasn't been to. Okay, so that's one question. <laughs> I just fumbled it. Um, is this country in the Northern Hemisphere? Yes. Is this country Luxembourg? Okay, I'm gonna give you a redo. Your your third you're gonna get a guess in addition to your third question. Your third question doesn't have to be one okay. specific country, unless you're set on Luxembourg. No, I'm not. Okay. Isn't that the smallest country? <laughs> I panicked. Okay. 
is this country touching a bit of water? I don't think so, but I'll have to look it up after this segment. <laughs> okay. Uh, do you have a guess? I'm pretty sure it's not. Is it Germany? No, but you're kind of in the right neighborhood. It's Lithuania. Okay, with my... I feel like I was pretty close. You were, and you said Luxembourg. I said Luxembourg, which is an obscure small country that that starts starts with with the letter L. (laughs) So, you know? Yeah, and this is, you know, listeners, because they can't see me, they know I'm not Googling Lithuania. Okay, Lithuania is not landlocked, so this one's on me. It does touch the Baltic Sea. I'm pretty sure Germany also probably touches water you were just two countries off i'm gonna give you a win for that ding 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 so thank you to our lithuanian listener we're so glad you've joined us as a regular audience member and with that why don't we resume talking about this week's episode of survivor so kayla i alluded to this with my fire take but i wanted to kick off by talking about bringing people on rewards. If you're out there, you win a reward challenge, what is your criteria for determining who you're gonna bring along with you? I'm identifying all of the schemers and they are coming with me. There is no way that I'm letting someone who I believe could rub two sticks together and end up voting me out stay on that island hungry. And I think that's exactly what happened in this episode she left all the schemers together to like mix and mingle and i was like wow what a poor decision and i know you're trying to like people view this as an opportunity to like strengthen alliances but i think especially in this new shorter version of survivor that is not a viable strategy anymore there is no just because i go to the reward challenge with you does not mean we are going to be best buddies in fact i don't think it means anything at all except i'm a little hungrier less hungry and had a couple more sips of margaritas um this is a time to just make sure nobody can basically talk smack about you while you're not there interesting i think that's right honestly I I was going to propose that like people who you want to solidify an alliance with, but you're not quite there is the the category of people I think you definitely don't bring is your alliance members. No, if if you're already in an, if you're in an alliance, like, and just make sure you've chosen an alliance who is not going to be hurt by you turning up your nose at them when you have the chance to invite them on a reward. I agree. Now, something we've seen rarely done, but sometimes done. I wonder if you'd ever consider once in a while, we've seen the person who wins the reward give up their spot personally on the reward in order to bestow it upon another contestant. Is that something that's ever gonna cross your mind as a possibility? It's quite a move. I really just thought hard. I don't think there's any world where I do not go on this immunity challenge unless I just really- On the reward. On this reward challenge, unless I really need to be, okay, here's here's a, a way where it could maybe happen. Okay. I'm in a duo, my alliance is two, I have a final two, and maybe I bring my number two and I let them go mm. on the little reward in my place and I'm back at camp, so basically I can be at two places at once. So you have eyes everywhere. Right, but you really have to trust that your number two is not about to snake you, and even then, you could have just, done the same plan with you going on the reward 
but maybe your number two has like better alliances with the other people who you maybe think should also go on this reward. Like, I think it's a really convoluted plan. Yeah, I agree. I th- and also I think you create a target on your back sometimes by doing these like really magnanimous charitable things because then people are like, they immediately see you as a game player, like yeah. currying like favor with the future members of the jury. So yeah, I don't think giving up your spot on the reward is the right call, but I'm kind of surprised it isn't done a little bit more often, but I don't know. People I don't know. are hungry. Yeah, people are hungry. Okay, well, there's a lot going on strategically this episode. We get, obviously, two challenges. Franny comes out the victor in the reward challenge. Um, Carson narrowly beats her out in the immunity, which, as you mentioned, total puzzle domination. That is right up Carson's alley. Um, one thing I wanted to follow up on from the recap, Carson plays this little game with Jamie where she convinced, where he convinces her into thinking that Kane was broadcasting the fact that she had an idol. Yeah. And I think Carson pretty wisely is like, Kane no longer has a voice in the game, so he is immediately my scapegoat, and this is how I forge a connection with her. Do you think he's playing with fire there, or do you think like this is just savvy survivor play? I think with Jamie, it's fine. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Jamie has shown herself to be a sharp enough survivor player to bring this up when she inevitably gets on the jury in a way that would like sway any last minute votes away from Carson. Yeah, so let's stick with Jamie on that theme. She tries to explain that her idol was in Kane's pocket and Kane is gone. So tragedy of all tragedies, she has lost her idols. She convinces convinces herself that everyone believes her and is with her. And it's just, it's almost comical the way in which like every, I'm like, no ma'am, people, come with us no back one. to reality. I know. She's on her own plane sometimes. With, and it, it has, at this point, it's like, it's very clear. It's a pattern, like... I can't, if she makes it to the end, it's as someone who is sort of brought along, not necessarily on the strength of her own game. But she'll be shocked when she doesn't receive any votes. She'll be like, what? She'll be like, all those bings for nothing. I binged and I binged and now I didn't win any money. Yeah, I agree. Um, Okay. Another sort of aspect I wanted to talk about is a recurring theme, unfortunately, on Survivor and on this podcast, which is the phenomenon of excluding Carolyn. So here I'm talking about Carson and Jam Jam. Like, what are your thoughts on on just, like, Carolyn and the Tika 3 right now? Is this a Tika 3? Has the Tika 3... Is the Tika 3 irrecov- irrevocably... Is the Tika 3 broken forever? <laughs> irrevocably split. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> that one. This is getting you back for the viewer's comment last week. <laughs> um, I think... I think I said this before, Carson has been working overtime to try and, like, keep them together. I think that's why he's been having less significant gameplay. Um, And I do think it's right, because Carolyn is just starting to gravitate toward different people than I think the Jam Jam and the Carson actually want to play with. Mm -hmm. And that was made clear by her very deep allegiance to Franny this, um, this past episode. But I think... Well, we all saw the next week on Survivor. Yeah. I don't think it's going well. And I do think she's been betrayed one too many times where yeah. it's like at this point, how many times are you going to leave me out of the vote? How many times are you going to like not tell me something or not listen to me when I'm having insights? Like it's really getting out of hand at this point. And so I think Carolyn is going to have to find her way into a new allegiance. And she should use this as an opportunity to cut... 
Carson and Jam Jam for not treating her appropriately. Like, I think she should go out in, like, a blaze of glory because um, they've made her look silly one too many times. And also, this would do great work into busting your bracket. Yeah, yeah, right. The real reason reveals itself. Yeah, I... The, the My fire take was almost don't blindside your allies as a tactic to get closer with them because that's kind of what they're thinking. They're like, I don't like that Franny and Carolyn are getting closer. Let's vote out Franny so Carolyn will come back to us. It's like, no. That's literally not how that works. You could have had a four. You could have had a four and taken the numbers. That's pretty smart, actually. Yeah, Tika could have easily just like, like added what are you on doing? two numbers <laughs> to shift the game. Yeah. And they were all so worried about sitting next to her at final three. But I don't think, well, except for Jam Jam, I think he is less of a case. But I think if you put a Carolyn, a Carson, and a Franny next to each other at final three, I don't think any one person would be able to run away with it. I think they all have bespoke and compelling stories. Yeah, those are three strong players. That would be an awesome final three. It's sad that Franny won't get the opportunity to make her case um, because she was a really strong player. And not just the challenges. And... And, you know, after this episode in which Franny gets vo- ultimately gets voted out, it had me questioning whether my calculus of my favorite survivor of the season is wrong. Because, like, Franny carried this episode. Like, she, she, she they gave her so much screen time, which, if you're reading the edit, was probably a signal that she didn't Terrible have long. Signal. But, like, she was dynamic. And, and the interesting thing about her is sort of like Carolyn's appeal where she is, like, real. She's herself. She has, like, her own specific vibe and you just get, like, good genuine vibes. But she also has this sort of storyline of, like, becoming herself and, like, aspiring to be more like Carolyn and, like, living her truth. And that's, like, the journey of it sort of is is what makes it so, so compelling. So... I kind of would have been okay with like losing like from a pure entertainment perspective, losing like a jam jam, for example, who's been at the top of my, you know, favorites of the season. Mm-hmm. Just cause I think like Franny has more ability to sort of lead the story. Yes, she's a capital L leader. I think now we're at that point of survivor where the people who would be willing to lead have kind of been axed by now and I unfortunately think we're on our way to like a like a Heidi Lauren Jam Jam final three yeah. where it's just like good grief <laughs> what yeah be for real <laughs> I know and and the sort of sad thing about it is like I feel like the lesson future if if we ahead ahead for that scenario one of the lessons future cast members will take is that like it is no longer a successful survivor strategy to play hard like, right. don't play hard. Just bide your time. Get to final seven. Vote off the four biggest threats who've probably been the most dynamic and interesting in their gameplay. And then, you know, muddle along to the final tribal and make the best case you can. And, like, whoever gives the best speech wins or something. In some ways, I wish there was some kind of production mechanism that could reward people who are, like, taking big swings. Yeah, I mean, they have done the sort of afterlife sort of theme before where, like, you get voted out, quote unquote, but then you can, like, play your way back in and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. I'd honestly be fine with that because, yes, you're a threat, but you definitely deserve to get to the top. And they were kind of discussing this this time where it's like, you get to be a winner if you do big things, but smoke and mirror it. And I wish there could be, like, less smoke and mirrors from a viewer perspective because I'm like, you know what? Maybe Heidi and Lauren are smoke and mirroring their way to the top right now, but wow, am I so uninterested in watching it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) 
All right, so let's talk about the vote count a little bit here. Um, so voting for Franny, we had Carson, Jam Jam, Danny, Heidi, Lauren, and Jamie. Voting for Danny, we just had Heidi. And then voting for Heidi, we had Franny and Carolyn. So Franny and Carolyn stick to sort of their last ditch effort to shift the numbers to Heidi. Somehow it was always gonna be a Hail Mary. I think the most interesting about this is the fact that Heidi voted for Danny and they had been close before this vote. Right, and for no, like she's really messed up her previously strongest alliance for a bizarre reason because I guess she wanted to go with Franny and Carolyn but it shows that they just didn't solidify the vote ahead of time because they would have also needed Lauren. And it shows that Heidi and Lauren must also not be speaking. Yeah. And I think Danny and Heidi's relationship might suffer as a result of this, if he's able to do the math on who the one vote he received was. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like the experience of doing a podcast with a survivor is like, I'm looking really closely at who everyone's voting for. And the thing that strikes me most is the degree to which the show does not really provide explanations of some of these random votes that don't end up making a difference at the end of the day, but are hugely important. Cause like, you know, you spent like 24 hours thinking of who am I going to vote for? And then you reach a conclusion and the audience is sort of like, what? Heidi voted for Danny. We'll find out months from now when they get on TikTok and start answering questions from viewers. Yeah. Um, well, so unfortunately, sadly, we had to say goodbye to Franny this episode. It's sad. I mean, I don't think the season is going to, I'm still excited for the rest of the season for sure. A hundred percent. There's still a lot of great characters, but to see Franny walk out of tribal, she like, (laughs) there's a funny moment where she gives her belt to Carolyn. I guess she had been, she was like your belt. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, how selfless can you be? That's her first thought. But that made me think Kane didn't want to hand that idol back over. Like, apparently if you have that minute to I know. shepherd around things i guess you're allowed to to just sort of like distribute stuff at that point but yeah franny walks out um i i really liked her um cameo direct to the camera after she was voted out and she's like well i put my survivor skills to the test and i failed and it's bad because i don't fail tests i'm just like so on brand for franny i love it and I think we just, you know, it's so sad we don't get Ponderosa to see the mat in front uh, of the I radio. want her running into Matt's arms. His yeah. little smile said it all. It really did. All right, so Kayla, this time it was my turn to bring the fun and games to round out this week's episode. So are you interested in hearing what I came up with for us to play? Let's see. All right. Thank you for that vote of confidence, (laughs) as always. Um, So I'm going to call this little segment Guess Who? And we are going to look down the cast of this season of Survivor, and we're going to make some decisions about who would fill a role I name best. And this week, those roles are going to be inspired by CBS itself, the network where this lovely show is aired. Follow the bouncing ball here. (laughs) Some of these are inspired by commercials that frequently air during Survivor. Others are inspired by TV shows adjacent to Survivor on CBS. Without further ado, I think it'll be easiest to just jump straight into this. So long as you're ready, because your facial expression right now is giving me I'm not ready. It's dumbfounded. Okay. Let's jump in. Let's jump in. You know the commercials, the State Farm commercials with the guy who says, I'm Mayhem. I know Stay away from Mayhem like me. Everyone knows him. He's a household name at this point, Mr. Mayhem. Which member (laughs) of the Survivor cast would would step into that role and fulfill it the best as just Mayhem personified? Mayhem personified? 
I think Carson would assign himself that role as part of his like split personality where sometimes he thinks he's chaos and sometimes he thinks he's puzzle master. Which I'm still not buying. I have yet to see the chaos version I'm of I'm like, Carson. there's no chaos. He freaked out because he's like, I don't like when the votes are planted in advance. Yep, yep. <laughs> but I'm going to say Carson because he would assign himself mayhem. Okay. I mean, I'm going to say... I'm going to say um, Jam Jam, I think. As like a lighthearted take on the premise of mayhem, like like they could do like a spinoff series where it's like the person who won't stop talking to you when you're in line. Or, oh my gosh! Yeah, that or, would be jam jam. Yeah, that would be. It, it would be like it would be a pivot for this State Farm commercial, which you know, feel free to take inspiration directly from this episode of our podcast. But yeah, um, okay. Next premise: NCIS heavily, heavily advertised <laughs> constantly on Survivor. I, can we just hit the pauses for a second? Like, when are you watching these commercials? Like, what's your experience with commercials? I am vaguely watching these commercials. The commercials are my TikTok time. Oh, uh, I see. Okay, so you're scrolling TikTok. I feel like Survivor is a pretty successful show with CBS, so they really use the ad space to try to get people to watch their other shows. And there's like 1,400, like, they're all either like medical, crime, or firefighter dramas. Yeah, I'm at capacity because I'm still the lone viewer watching Grey's Anatomy in real time. So unfortunately, I'm busy. (laughs) Which is a much higher quality uh, realization of those premise. Okay, but who do you think, which member of the Survivor cast, would be the best star detective in their own NCIS (gasps) spinoff? Who's giving you detective energy? That's such a good one. the castaways. Carolyn! Carolyn knows everything and could fit in pretty much anywhere and people would just be like who's that zany lady but really she'd be solving all the crimes she would be fun i would watch that show cbs cast carolyn in your next ncis spinoff um the other one i'll throw out there who i was thinking about was carson honestly i just feel like there's they also they always advertise like the what is it? The young doctor, the young oh, Sheldon. Yeah. CBS is big on like, let's go back in time and see when ex protagonist was a teenager, as if that's going to be interesting. Oh God, I don't in, watch that. in Carson's case, you wouldn't have to go back in time because he's already <laughs> just twenty years old. But I think like sort of boy genius detective, he would be like a good like Nancy Drew adjacent character. What was it? The Hardy Boys. Yeah, and he like has his like little yeah a Hardy Boy, and he has like his three D printer, which helps him like. 3D print the murder weapon, reverse engineering clues from the scene. Also, Harriet the Spy. That's what I was thinking uh, of. okay, yeah. Harriet the Spy. He'd make a great Harriet. Yeah. Okay. Well, we talked earlier in an early episode about which castaway we thought would make the best Jeff Probst replacement. Your answer was Franny for that one. Pivoting slightly from there, every time the reason we have the Family Feud music stuck in our head is because it's the last thing on before Survivor, which Survivor contestant would make the best Steve Harvey replacement, stepping into his shoes, hosting Family Feud. Um, I'm going to give that straight to Jamie, that big game show host smile. Ooh, yeah. Please. She'd eat it up. I agree. I agree. I think Jamie is the choice. They need You need someone with like, for me, Jamie's energy is a little bit too much and her positivity is a little too much. But I think for the game shows, you need just like raw, unfiltered energy, optimism, positivity. And for Family Feud in particular, you need to make someone who really like dazzles the families who Mm -hmm. go on there and like brings out the best in their personality. And I think she'd be quite skilled at that. You need to get grandma to clap along to the music. Yeah, exactly. She could do that. So, which I think some of her personality qualities that disadvantage her on Survivor might be an asset. Would work well on Family Feud. (laughs) I agree with that. Okay. (laughs) 
end of fun and games for this episode. Yay! Yay! That was so good. It was my attempt. It was my attempt. Um, why don't we move into two of our favorite segments, especially one of my favorites this week in particular. Um, let's talk about survivors on the move first though. Who do you think was the most advantaged after this episode, the way the chips all fell? I think Warren's in a great spot right now. She hasn't angered anyone. Yeah. She's not made a big move, but could, could sway either way with each and every castaway there. In fact, the little like chatter at this tribal council made me think that like a Lauren Danny alliance was actually going to be coming into fruition. I think Lauren is the correct pick. I think, and it's not even that she did something super bold this episode. First of all, we got, she finally got some screen time. Like she is not, she's, she was dead last for getting like these sort of like flashbacks and explanations. One, she sort of grew on me as a character, but two, I do feel like her road, like I see her road to the final three now as clearly as anyone left. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, Moving down this week, Jamie down. I mean, you've moved down (laughs) several episodes in a row, still moving down. Um, But another one I have to say is Carson and Jam Jam. Carson, they're way down. Yeah. I just don't think you played this right. Like, I don't think you can... Whatever it is that treats people... That leads people to think they can exclude Carolyn to their benefit, like, it is the biggest and most repeated mistake we have seen by different audiences this season. I'm just... I'm kind of... I am kind of surprised that Carson and Jam Jam make such a critical error. But yeah, I mean, they might have made themselves an enemy. Like, do you think she's coming out next week and is like, I want Carson or Jam Jam out? Is it that bad? They're going to have to eliminate her. Like, I think that's where this, because yeah. bless her, she's never winning individual immunity. Um, yeah. So I think she's actually next on the chopping block because they're no longer going to be able to control her and therefore she must be no longer. Yeah. Another thing I'll say is I think Danny, I, th- I, I think slash I kind of hope time is running out for Danny. I really don't like the way he talks to people, to be honest with he you. He speaks out of the side of his neck. Yeah, he like he, he goes up to Heidi, who purportedly is like a his close. He calls her his number two. And he's like, we don't. Here's the plan. Here's what we're doing. Like, we don't even need you as a number. He really tries to strong arm her, arm her. And that just doesn't work as like a tactic for human communication nine times out of 10. Carolyn is like still beating. It's like, this is the third episode where she was like, we need to vote Danny out and no one is listening to her. I agree with her. Hopefully we're going to reach critical mass soon and a coalition will come together to, to toss it. I think they've let it go too far. I think he goes to final three. Yeah. Okay. Well, with that, why don't we talk now about... The Survivor Power Rankings. Points update. Yay. No, boo. Okay, do you want to hear your Ugh. result or my result first? By the way, you said your result. Let's hear your, Let's hear mine. <laughs> okay, so Kayla, so sadly, your choice to win Survivor was eliminated this, eliminated this <sighs> week in the eighth spot. You had predicted Jam Jam would be going home this episode. Franny was already all the way at number one for you, so you were not getting any points, pity points or otherwise, for your selection. <laughs> <Not pity laughs> Sorry. Sorry to rub salt in the wound, but uh, here's a little more for you. Uh, I correctly picked that Franny would be voted out in this spot. And I will say, like, you know, I'm, I'm convinced more than ever this is an exercise. And it's we're playing roulette here, trying to make predictions. Are you trying to make me feel better? No. My, my thesis for why Franny would go home in this spot 
was that people would finally recognize Franny and Matt as a power couple and they would eliminate Franny first out of the two. So Mm -hmm. like, yeah, I got to the right place, but my path was totally, totally wrong. I just didn't know she was going to be a challenge beast at the time of this ranking. Yeah, that's true. That that came out of left field. I don't think either (laughs) of us saw it coming. So the update now, last week we were in a dead heat tied 4-4. Now I've opened up a bit of a lead at 7-4. And once again, it'll come down to the Tika folks. Will Tika do as well for the rest of the season as I predict they will? But uh, a little bit of gap starting to starting to open up between us. I'm sorry, my. I'll get him next week. You will, you will, and we will be here next week. Uh, and in the meantime, if you get lonely, feel free to send us an email at witoutplayoutpod at gmail.com. Rate us five stars on your favorite podcasting app. The tribe has spoken, and so have we. Yeah.